in a world where zombies, ghosts, serial killers, and vampires all exist. It's Nico, Brian, Mike, and Dustin, and they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Review Podcast. Happy birthday, Dustin. Um, Super excited for this upcoming review. Uh, Before we jump into it, let's just give a quick shout-out to our website, don'tgooutthere.com. Everything about our podcast is on there. Our episodes, our interviews, our store, our blog, everything about us is on there. All of our social media links, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Uh, like us, subscribe us, follow us, all that good stuff. We love interacting with our fans and keeping up with you and, you know, just meeting new people in general. Uh, we also have a Patreon, uh, the monthly reoccurring kind and one-time donation. Uh, we fully acknowledge times are tough right now, but it, the money goes directly back in this podcast to making it the best we can. Uh, and we really appreciate all the support. Uh, Brian, you want to say something? Yeah. And we didn't talk about this off air or anything, but, I just wanted to announce, like, if you want to be a blood donor, get in now because we're about to do a huge giveaway to every single blood donor that we have. We've got Nika toys. We've got saw set DVD Blu-rays. We've got a ton posters. We've got all kinds of all kinds of things. So get in now. It doesn't matter if you're a five or a ten dollar blood donor. Let's get in now, and we'll uh, we'll mail you out some good stuff. I'm more than I'm more than willing to give away my copy of <laughs> of Jason Takes Manhattan if anybody wants that from the blood donor. <laughs> and I've I've got a couple of copies of uh, the first two Purge movies on Blu-ray too. We're going to give away, so we got oh, we've, got, we've got enough stuff that we are going to give every blood donor something. So jump in now while you can. Absolutely. Um, like we just mentioned, happy birthday, Dustin, and tonight is. Thank you. Dustin's birthday bonus pick. Uh, Dustin, you want to announce what it is and why you picked it? Happy birthday, <laughs> Mr. President. How am I oh, supposed sorry. to pod with this raging erection now? So, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't yeah, you're lucky because I almost sung the I, I almost sang the um, the Happy Birthday Baby by the Beatles to you. So go ahead. Uh, yeah, that'll cure my erection for sure. The Beatles shitty music. So. Um, I picked the movie from 2006, the year I graduated high school, um, WrestleManiac. I told the story at the end of our last episode, A Quiet Place, but I'll tell it again here. So I was walking through Walmart one day. So back in 2006, 2007, I had a problem. I would go to Best Buy or Walmart every Tuesday because that's when movies and CDs came out back then. It was Tuesday, Fridays. And I uh, I would go every Tuesday, see what came out. And buy anything I thought looked good. Best Buy for CDs, Walmart for movies usually. And I'm walking through the uh, DVD aisle in my local Walmart. And I saw something called WrestleManiac. And growing up a wrestling fan, obviously it caught my eye. Loving horror movies, it caught my eye. I pick it up. I see the name Rey Mysterio on the cover. Obviously, I knew that this wasn't Rey Mysterio Jr. um, Or Rey Mysterio as he's now known in the WWE. But... um, Still, I'm familiar with Rey Mysterio Sr. Little backstory: back in uh, when I was just a knee high to a grasshopper, my papa and uh, he's the one that got me into wrestling. He 
used to record the WCW pay-per-views and he and I would watch them. That's my earliest memories. Starcade 1990, Rey Mysterio Sr. wrestled on that pay-per-view and that VHS, we wore it out. So it's, it's still my favorite WCW pay-per-view ever, but I remember seeing Rey Mysterio Sr. So I knew who Rey Mysterio was. So I was like, let's buy this DVD. It can't be bad. Oh, brother, was I wrong. It's beyond bad. And I've owned this DVD since 2006. I watched it once when I purchased it. Hadn't watched it again until about a week ago. And I've watched it twice since then. And I picked it because I was like, you know what? I don't ever want to pick this for a monthly theme. If we have a freestyle month, there's so many movies that I want to pick that don't fit in any other themes. So let's just pick it on my birthday and make my co-host suffer through it. And hopefully, uh, you know, our listeners will go to Amazon, spend the dollar ninety nine to rent it and suffer through it with us because it's one of those. Mike said it. It's one of those. It's almost so damn bad. It's kind of good. It's got its charm. The runtime is a selling point alone. An hour and 15 minutes. Hell yeah. So I picked it and you guys are welcome. All right, I'll go next. Dustin, uh. I'm not going to rate this movie high, but I definitely agree that it could be like a guilty pleasure movie. Uh, it does have a little bit of a charm to it. Like I wrote like in my rating at the end, like it's got the what you expect. It's got some pretty bad acting, some not great looking shots, et cetera, et cetera. But mm-hmm. I'm not bored at all during the movie and I'm, I'm, I'm engaged the whole time. Uh, I feel like they could have upped the cheesiness a little bit more maybe and I'd have liked it more. I and I know uh, I watched Friend of the Show, Bloodbath and Beyond, their little mini review of this. The movie needed more actual fucking wrestling moves in it, besides oh, yeah. the little bit you got. Like, it's yeah. called WrestleManiac. <laughs> like, instead of this dude ripping faces off, like, I want you to overhead press them through some through some damn tables and, you know, yes. get wild with it, you know. And I would have liked that a lot more. But I, I didn't love the movie. Like it's, I mean, it's not like a s- cinematic masterpiece or anything, but... If somebody, if, you know, me, if we were all hanging out and we just said, fuck it, let's watch this movie again. I mean, I wouldn't be mad. Like, it's not terrible yeah. in that instance. It's not like, it's not like rubber bad. Like, rubber just felt so fucking pointless. <laughs> this one, you know, it, this one actually could have been a pretty decent movie if uh, you just tweaked some things and it had a little bit more money in it. But I'll just stop there. Oh, uh, yeah. Brian, you want to go next? No, you're right. I wanted to see some more luchador high flying action, man, shit like yeah, I completely agree with that. I have that written down on my notes, too. Uh, well, first of all, I'm not even saying that it falls in this category for Dustin, but I can see how this could definitely be a guilty pleasure for somebody. Now, is it for me? No, but I can see it. You know, in comparison, I'm just going to use a movie that Nico just brought up, Rubber. Like, I can't see with my brain how you can even like Rubber as a guilty pleasure. So that's my kind of comparison here. Like, you know, this is only an hour and 15 minutes, so bravo on that. Uh, but unlike Nico a little bit, to be honest, I did find myself bored in some parts. Um, it could have honestly been just about 45 minutes long, if we're being honest. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot of scenic shots and a lot of credits and a lot of stuff. I mean, you could have easily uh, knocked off 30 minutes. But um, anyway, you can definitely see the inspiration it pulled from, you know, the original Chainsaw, um, Friday the 13th even, to name a couple but it just didn't do enough really to keep my attention, to be honest. I mean, the dialogue's bad. But one thing I will give it credit for doing is is like once it gets started up, it doesn't take a break till it's over. And, and I like that. I, I, I have had that complaint in the past. Yeah, so I am the other wrestling fan on this show. Matter of fact, me and Dustin used to have a 
somewhat wrestling themed podcast. Shout out to Brother J Mac. Um, so I was interested in the concept. I, Justin, I think you sent this movie to us like six months ago, seven yeah. months ago, kind of messing around. And I'm like, motherfucker, I don't want to watch that shit. But I went into it this time with an open mind. Once you actually decided to make that your pick, I said, all right, well, maybe this will be like a so over the top, so bad it's good. It doesn't quite get there, unfortunately. Um, I think I agree with a lot of what both of you said. Put a little more cheese into it, a little more campiness. I would have really enjoyed it, honestly, just because it would have been so over the top. But there's a couple times where they almost try to take the movie too serious. And there's times where they go really you know, heavy on the camp and on the fun. And I think those are the best parts of this movie. So is it a good movie? No. Does it have a little bit of charm? Is it a little fun? Yeah. Um, I'm more in line with Brian, though, where this movie gets boring. There's a chunk of this movie where I have a really hard time paying attention to what's going on. Um, and I've watched it twice. So it's only an hour and 15 minutes. So bravo for that. You know, you guys know I'm a fan of that. But, but I, again, it is a movie I can have fun with. I wouldn't hate sitting down and watching it, you know, like Nico said, as a group. But um, I'm never going to watch it on my own choice again. I'm never going to be like, hey, let's watch WrestleMania. Uh, there's definitely worse horror movies. Definitely worse slasher villains than a mass wrestler. I mean, that kind of works. So the concept, I I compare it to a, like a cross of Thanksgiving and Bones, where Thanksgiving is so dumb and over the top. I hated that movie, but I understand why some people like it. And then the bones comes in where this movie has a good foundation for a concept. I just think Mm -hmm. didn't have enough money. Didn't have an, didn't have any good acting actually, except, except for Ray Mysterio senior, honestly. So, um, you know, (laughs) there's just not quite enough to make it so bad. It's good, but it's not terrible. I'm not going to rate it very high, but I could understand why where someone would pop this in as a guilty pleasure. Oh yeah. Uh, any more opening thoughts where you just jump into the scene by scene? All right, let's do it. The film starts with camera looking at the ground and shows a church and a woman running out full speed, screaming with blood all over her face. Title card, and we get opening credits as we see, as we see some old school Mexican wrestling and grainy footage. We're in a van now as Alphonse asks the rest if they heard of the Dirty Sanchez. The rest all share a laugh and Dallas calls him a disgusting, chauvinistic pig. Alphonse tells Steve to stop jerking the camera off and start recording these beautiful girls. Steve asks Debbie what got her into amateur porn. She says she's just here to have a kick-ass time with her favorite girl. Alphonse says they're going to make history in this film. Steve tries to ask Daisy a question, but but she's slumped over. Steve picks up her shirt to look at her butt and Dallas slaps his hand. Steve asks Jimbo, why is he here? He says Alphonse needed a van, and he said he has a van. Then Alphonse said he was making nude videos with my sister. Not cool, but next thing you know, I'm in Mexico. Steve asks Dallas about getting into porn, and Alphonse says she can get her legs so far behind her head, and she throws something at him. How the hell would you know, she asks. We got an overhead shot of the desert they drive through, and Steve is looking at the map and saying we should have gotten on the freeway 12 miles back. Debbie asks to stop. She's really got to pee. Alphonse throws the map out the window, saying Steve knows his way around. They find a gas station, and Debbie and Dallas beg to stop to pee. Alphonse slams the brakes, and they stop. Alphonse says he didn't want his princess to bear her. (laughs) 
He says he didn't want his princess to bear her precious tulip in a crap hole like this. Debbie runs and bangs on the door and window, screaming out for anyone. The gas station attendant runs out in a wrestling mask saying, I smell gringos. Steve, Steve says that's the mask of the best Mexican wrestler of all time. He tells Debbie there's an outhouse around back he hasn't used in years, and she takes off. He asks where they're heading with such sweet cargo. Alphonse says, porn flick at the beach. <laughs> and the stranger says, he says, too much pussy is bad for the heart. Alphonse asks, where's the freeway? And he says, y'all ain't even close. He says, this is the middle of nowhere. And he says, there's a town 100 miles away. Alphonse says, they only have 50 miles worth of gas left, though. Stranger says, those pumps haven't worked since Mexico was a Spanish territory. You could take this road, but you'd have to drive by La Sangre de Dios. Steve is in disbelief. It's real, amigo. No way. You're messing with me, man. Steve tells Alphonse, it's the blood of Christ. It's a ghost town. Nobody's lived there in over 40 years. It's where, it's where El Mascarado is after he gouged a man's eyes out. It's an old Mexican legend, Steve says. The thing about Mexican legend is sometimes they turn out to be true. The attendant throws Alphonse some coke and says, do not stop. Just drive and you'll, and you'll find gas. Do not stop. Back in the van and Jimbo asks, where the hell are we? And Alphonse says, the native says, we're in the middle of nowhere. Steve tells the rest, this isn't just some ghost town. It's where they put El Mascarado after he went crazy. The Mexican president loved wrestling. 1968 Olympics and the Russians were kicking ass. Steve says, as he arrived, three of the best Mexican wrestlers disappeared. Legend goes, scientists hired by the president created the perfect wrestler out of their body parts. Before the Olympic trials, Mascarado snaps and starts killing all his opponents. He became a monster. After that, details got sketchy. They took him to a town in the middle of nowhere. Debbie says, am I the only one who thinks that this that, that guy was crazy? All I know is if La Sangre de Dios is there, we're stopping. You're goddamn right, Alphonse says. Holy shit, dude, as Steve and Alphonse see buildings. He looks back and he runs into a giant rock in the road, damaging the van. It sputters, and Jimbo asks if he fucked up the van. <laughs> and Alphonse says, it's running smooth as a shaved bush. The van breaks down right in front of a gate into La Sangre de Dios. Steve gives him some bolt cutters, and they cut the chain down. Ladies and gentlemen, bitches and hoes, I give you the ghost town. It's fucking real, Steve says, as Alphonse uses his hands to look through a camera. This is one hell of a location. All right, Brian, that's the opening set of scenes. What'd you think? <laughs> what a masterpiece. Uh, I, I believe he said uh, the natives say in the middle of no fucking where. <laughs> anyway, first off, I'm not sure how you're doing a wrestling porn film and you don't have Val Venus and gold dust somewhere in this movie. So let me just throw that out there. <laughs> uh, credits were good and entertaining, but wow, they went on way too long to me. Um, this whole thing almost gave me vibes right off the bat of like an old Western, as a matter of fact. Like a lot of the shots throughout even gave me those vibes as well and and i like i like that so you know shout out to director and editor and writer and producer and pretty much fucking everything else jesse baggett for at least knowing okay like this is what i have this is what i'm doing i mean it is what it is but it seems like he owned it so props for that um and man all this cast is basically caricatures of characters right i mean like Alphonse is so over the top douchey. It's laughable. Like no redeeming quality at all, except that mustache from White Goodman and Dodgeball. Elite, elite mustache. <laughs> um, I mean, the first lines of the movie are, are you guys, you guys ever heard of Dirty Sanchez? I mean, what the fuck? That's the first lines. <laughs> Steve's basically Shelly from uh, Friday the 13th Part 3, but less over the top, if that's even possible. 
Um, best character in the movie to me. Uh, also has the biggest boobs in the movie, by the way. I'll throw that out there too. Um, speaking of boobs, we got Debbie and Dallas making a porn. Really? I mean, I, I can't, I can't help but laugh at that reference. So that's a great inside reference, though. That's fantastic, <laughs> bro. Did it, just so you guys know, that was the seventh highest grossing film of the year it came out. So I'll let you know. Oh, did you just okay, say Steve has the biggest boobs in the movie? Yes, he does. He has the biggest boobs in the movie. Um, Dallas is actually played by uh, Layla Milani, who was finalist in the 2005 WWE. Or was it WWE then? Or was it still WWF? No, it was WWE. I can't remember. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. But in the Diva search, she finished runner-up. Uh, she was also apparently a briefcase girl in that game show, Deal or No Deal. Um, she's been in a few episodes of TV, but all around 2005. And honestly, she hasn't done or worked at all in the industry since then, since 2009. Um, then we get the pothead group member trope, which I don't even know his name. Uh, I don't remember a Jimbo. I think it's Jimbo. I don't even remember. I mean, this guy, this guy didn't add anything to the story. Um, and which girl was even his sister? Did it say? Because I couldn't really figure that out. Um, but we get an appearance from Irwin Keys, though. Probably not. Probably the most accomplished member of the cast. I'll always remember his Rockhead in the '94 movie Flintstones, mm-hmm. and he was also in the '70s, the uh, the Warriors. But. Nico is definitely not ever seen that. No, uh, but also, I mean, it's it's crazy. This is like two of our last three or four episodes. Urban Keys has been in the movie. He was in House of yes. House of Corpses. That's crazy. Crazy. Um, and it, it's, I mean, Keys. It's funny because Keys doesn't even hide his New York accent here, like at all. Like Mexican native with a New York accent. <laughs> also funny, he gets the first billing in the credits because he has. He's the only one with really any experience. <clears throat> um, but Steve, to me, I will disagree with Mike on this is a better of an actor than anybody in this movie to me. Just my opinion. Uh, sorry, Rockhead. Um, bravo to anyone who can hold their pee for six hours. I'll say that too. Also bravo to that old ass van for not needing any gas in six hours. Um, the dialogue to me, excruciatingly bad in this set of scenes because it's mostly just talking. So it stands out the most. Um, this El Mascarado story, when I was hearing it, I was like, okay, so he's Frankenstein, but also Bane. Uh, Bane is from Batman, Nico and Mike. Um, the uh, the last I've thing seen I- Batman, motherfucker. All right, <laughs> take it easy. Do I look like Nico to you? How many Batman movies? I've have seen, you seen the whole Dark Knight trilogy. Same, oh, same. Okay. So you've seen right. three Batman movies. Okay. I mean, I've seen just about every Batman movie except this most recent one. So you know who Bane is. I'll, I'll, okay, all right, all right, yeah. okay, okay. Um, the last thing I had, something I laughed, like when they get to the old ghost town, they just happen to break down right in front of it, by the way. But did you notice that he cut the chain and the whole motherfucking gate fell down? Like, how does that even fucking work? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that's all I had. Go ahead, my burrito brother. Uh, burrito hey, Brian. Great. Dustin. Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> it's Marvel movies I don't really like, and most other superhero movies, but I like Batman okay. All right, anyway. Um <laughs> Hey, what? Hey, man! This movie opens up with a really annoying ass screaming woman, and that immediately put me in a bad mood. Like the movie picked up, so it's fine. But I'm like, God damn, man! Your your scream is annoying. Um, this intro song and opening credits is funny, but like Brian said, goes on way way too long. Like you could have cut some out of that, and I think it would have worked pretty well. I mean, I get that was the style in 06, but Alphonse kind of looks like he's about to uh, drop down with the tonight will be the night that I will fall for you. Yeah, he's got the hair going. He looks like all he needs is a lip ring and he'll be okay. 
um, but man, anytime a movie is about making a porn, it's either horror or a documentary. There really is no, there's hardly is any in between. <laughs> I know there, ah, uh, that movie doesn't count. That, that movie that doesn't count? count. It's not exactly the same thing I'm talking about here, but okay. Uh, but outside of that, fine. For the most part, generally speaking, those are the two genres that dabble into the porn one. Uh, by the way, this is where a me in a former life would have picked up the phone and told all these ladies to, you know, do something with it. But I no longer have that catchphrase, so never mind. Also, let's not assault a woman lying almost unconscious in a van. Let's not do that. That's not cool. This map part annoys me because MapQuest definitely existed in 2006 or 2005 when they made the movie. So motherfucker, print out the damn directions if you need to know where you're going. Um, so this gas station looks really, really closed. So when they pull up to it, I'm like, this isn't even one of those like pet cemetery auto shop things, but I'll get to my pet cemetery because this is straight up out of pet cemetery, man. Um, I love the I smell gringos. That that line cracked me up. I laughed. Uh, Steve here looks a lot like I did in 2006. Fat, long, curly hair, horny, all the uh, all the me vibes in 2006. <laughs> um, so he's probably That's how my you favorite. Uh, absolutely, you absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I'll send you a pic. You can look it at. Uh, you can look it up. But not only I that, he's know. a the horny part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you hear what I said? Uh, but also I was a wrestling nerd too, just like Steve. So really Steve, they made this, um, this character about me. I, I understand what they were doing. Um, my only complaint here is this is a little bit too paint by numbers. Uh, this is straight out of like, it's a mix between pet cemetery and Texas chainsaw. Like, Oh, we're in a van, a really old van, in the middle of nowhere van breaks down gas station with creepy guy. Like, I don't know, a little too paint by numbers. And the dialogue is, whew, it's horrendously bad, but it's entertaining. There's some really good zingers, some really good one-liners. I kept waiting on the gas station attendant here to say dead is better. I was just waiting, especially because of the accent. Um, my only, again, last nitpick. I don't like the story behind this mass wrestler and how he became a monster. Like you said, it was basically just Frankenstein. Uh, I, I think it's kind of lame, uh, but again, it, I love how serious the character of Steve takes it. It's a little bit over the top in just the right way. So all in all, this is a pretty fun set of scenes, at least. I, I, I'm not bored up to this point. All right. So first thing that I noticed was that the movie is just an hour and 15 minutes long. But the opening credits are two minutes and 43 seconds of yes. Mexican wrestling <laughs> montage. Like I, I put a t- I put a timer on and timed it two minutes and forty three seconds. That's funny to me, um, and sadly that's the most wrestling we get in the whole movie. <clears throat> I immediately hate these main characters though. Uh, as soon as the opening credits are over, we get a scene and like he's closing his lighter that says "Big Dick" on his lighter. <laughs> Good one. And then he, you know, just terrible fucking dialogue talking about the dirty Sanchez, and then a girl that's about to make a porn movie taking a terrible hor- like moral high road approach with her speech that's chauvinistic as you're about to do a porno now i'm not that that may be a bad take by me but i mean it's just like it's that's bad dialogue all around they all suck at this point though when they're riding in the in the van 
this movie is very on par with Thanks Killing as far as the characters, the the writing, the acting. I'm like, holy shit. Um, and mind you, I hadn't seen this movie since 2006, so I knew it was bad, but I didn't remember how bad. Um, mentioned Urban Keys. I did think it was funny. Like, I just coincidentally picked this, forgot he was in this movie when I picked it. And it's like, oh, yeah, we just did House of a Thousand Corpses. But his dialogue absolutely sucks. Now, he kept saying, we locals, we locals. I think that I don't think that he was supposed to be like an actual person from Mexico, Brian. Like that's the way I took it. Just cause how oh, okay. how much he <laughs> okay. stressed we locals call it. Like uh I don't know. His his dialogue just didn't seem natural for someone who was actually from there. But either way, it sucked. And for him to be the most um you know, the most illustrious have the most illustrious career of anyone in this movie, he's not very good either. So it's just I, I didn't like it. Um, I one of the my biggest pet peeve with this movie, honestly, though, is the whole subplot. Like you mentioned, Mike, I don't need the Frankenstein shit. Like the whole part about him being made out of the top three wrestlers in the country's bodies and then combined together to create him. Like that's stupid. That all, it would have been good enough. The premise is fine if you just have it being a a wrestler that snapped and. Local legend has him. He's still haunting a ghost town, killing people. Like, that's fine. You don't need anything else. You don't need him to be a zombie or a Frankenstein, whatever. Um, and also, do these people not realize that professional wrestling and amateur wrestling are two different things? Like, it's not pro wrestling. You don't have luchadors in the fucking Olympics. So the Mexican president would not <laughs> send I said the same thing. I said, some more Vince McMahon is pissed. It's not wrestling, pal. God damn it. Sports <laughs> entertainment. Um, overall, I mean, it's it's a bad set of scenes. I can't lie. I'm not bored. I yeah, I agree. I'm not bored, but it's pretty damn bad though. Just the dialogue is so bad. I guarantee Nico's watching this, thinking, "Damn it, I wish Rob Zombie wrote the dialogue in this movie." No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he would have made it even funnier to me. Uh, all right. We get scenic shots through the town now, and Steve and Alphonse walk through it. They get to a bar called Voorhees. This place better get ready for some hardcore crotch-on-crotch action. The music intensifies as Debbie and Dallas dance on the bar, and Daisy shows up. (laughs) Was it something I said? Oh, no. Very eloquently put. Go ahead. I was going to say, also, Nico, the way you read Hispanic words cracks me up. I have to mute my mic every time you say this. (laughs) Oh, the music intensifies as Debbie and Dallas dance on the bar and Daisy shows up. She climbs on the bar with the other ladies. Alphonse tells them they're waiting on the plumber and getting bored. And action. The women start to kiss each other immediately all over. Alphonse now takes his shirt off saying, Did somebody call a plumber? They laugh uh, saying, We're in desperate need of your plumbing. He gets on the bar with them and joins the action. Daisy goes to kiss him but runs out having to vomit. She begins to wander through town, and Alphonse tells him to keep shooting. <laughs> and I just wrote, Daisy runs a half a mile away from set to puke, and now keeps walking further and further away. Hated that. She's in a field now of tall grass and walks up on an abandoned vehicle. She steps on broken glass, slicing her foot. She sits down and pulls the glass out and cries out in agony. We hear grass rustling and a man breathing. She screams when she sees him running at her. Back to Alphonse, who takes a drag on his cigarette. Steve asked when he knew he wanted to make porn. He says he never did. He wanted to be the next Scorsese. Way more money in this. Jimbo walks up asking where the hell they've been. 
Steve looks concerned as he looks at the footage. He shows them a shadow after Daisy ran out the bar. He plays the footage back several times saying there's someone else here. Jimbo asks, where is Daisy? She took my weed and goes to find her. Alphonse says, be back in five minutes or you're getting left. Jimbo forgets what he's doing for a moment and now he begins to walk around looking for her. He says he's got some wicked munchies coming on. Some sheet metal falls off a roof scaring him and he finds his weed on the ground. He looks into a building and a person charges out of him and chokes him against the wall. Alphonse asks, where are those two assholes? I warned them. He gets the van crunk up and it shuts back off. Dallas says to pop the hood and she says, my daddy is a mechanic and I'm not just a pair of tits on legs. Cut to nighttime now and Debbie is yelling out Jimbo's name. She takes off to look for him and Steve grabs a flashlight and joins her. Alphonse now joins Steve who is looking for Debbie. Suddenly the lights come on scaring the men. Steve says there's some real bad mojo if the legend of this town is true. Debbie scares them as a door opens. Dallas puts some headphones on as she works on the van. Alphonse says we can't see them, so we can't see the van from the here. Let's head back. Steve knows how to get back and nerds out on some Dungeons and Dragons talk. Debbie keeps calling out for Jimbo as she enters another room. She finds Jimbo sitting beside a wall with his head turned away. She grabs his shoulder and sees his face is ripped off and he's dead. She screams and the others join and see what happened to Jimbo. Where is his fucking face? Steve says it's El Mascarado. Mexican wrestlers take their opponent's mask when they win. Alphonse says he's done and takes off. He sees a man at the door entrance. He turns back and joins the others. Alphonse holds the door closed and abandons the other two to make an escape. I think he's gone, Steve says. All right, Brian, this next set of scenes I got. Brian, before you go, I want to clarify the rules of Mexican wrestling. Lucha, Li- uh, Lucha Libre, just because somebody beats someone in a match does not mean they take their mask. It has to be a mask versus mask match. Okay, proceed. Okay, well, I'm still reeling from Nico talking about crotch on crotch action in the uh, Voorhees bar. but uh, That's in the movie. I didn't make I, it hey, up. Oh, I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome that you read that. <laughs> New t-shirt idea. Brian thinks crotch on crotch action is awesome. <laughs> That's not what I said. All right, so paraphrasing. that's that's Which totally taken out of context. Uh, all right, I'll give Jesse Baggett some props on his uh, cinematography in the set of scenes and really throughout. I mean, he utilizes the space very well, whether it's an alley or a bar. I feel like he honestly did a good job. Um, and first of all, what the hell is Daisy doing? Like, she goes to throw up, like, across town for some fucking reason, and then just, like, walks around in some field. Where's the town walls, by the way? How fucking big is this town? <laughs> like, what is going on? And, like, where was my guy hiding before before he killed Daisy, by the way? Like, her name is Daisy, right? I mean, she was in the movie for, like, 0.5 seconds. I, I had no idea. Um, did she even get paid? I don't know. Uh, but on the real, I like the shots of her walking, like, three fucking miles through the grass here. Um, Baggett actually made that look interesting. And the effects on the glass and her foot, I thought, really looked good. Um, Jesse Baggett did all the fucking makeup effects too. No, I'm just fucking around. We probably did. But uh, Eunice Shin was actually the key makeup artist and Brandon Ellison did the special effects makeup as well. So there's actually a goof here though. While Daisy is stumbling through the glass, you can see a bug crawling on the camera's lens in one shot. Um, it clearly wasn't on purpose because it's like well out of focus, but it just kind of shows the natural setting that they were filming in and obviously the budget. Um now, I will say that I just gave them props on the glass, but showing Jimbo's face supposedly being ripped off was ridiculous. It looked like strawberry jam like spread on his normal face or something. Like, not at all 
like it was ripped off. Big time hit and miss with that part of the makeup. Now that gets better later. Um, both Daisy and Weedhead's death being off screen, I hated. Uh, I also want to say I wish that they had like made the decision to not have the electricity turned on. Like I think it would have been better, like a more effective atmosphere at least, if you would have had like I don't know lanterns and and sh- just the flashlights and shit giving your only light. I think it would have set the atmosphere a little bit better. Um, lastly, Ray Mysterio is fucking jacked by the way in this movie. Now, with that said, my guy can't break down a little fucking door with Debbie holding it by herself, basically. I mean, come on, he proves he can do that later. And shit, even Frankenstein could do that back in the 30s, and he was way less jacked than Rey Mysterio. So, just throwing that out there, too. Go ahead, uh, my luchador brother. Okay. <laughs> I think this is the set of scenes where the movie really starts to annoy the piss out of me already. This looks like the town from Nacho Libre. And I, I mean, that's the only other Lucha movie I've ever seen in my whole life. And Jack Black is hilarious. So I highly recommend going to watch that movie. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but this looks like that town to me, except it's abandoned. I did like the Easter egg of having the name Voorhees on the bar. That was cool. Glad they included that. Um, but it's, it's spelled wrong though, right? Like, uh, Well, you know what? You know what they meant. You did, know what did, they were getting. Did they mean it though? I don't know. I think they did. Is that really a, a thing? I don't know. I think they did. I hundred percent. Spell it wrong. Well, you know, you know the budget was tight. You know, you gotta, you gotta move one of them letters. <laughs> Keep that extra O out of there. <laughs> uh, Verhees. Anyway, um, <laughs> so normally in these in horror movies, the scenes that do porn or start doing a porn don't last super long. Um, this one went on way too long for me. Like, <laughs> I just, I'm like, all right, you get, it. I get it. Y'all are kissing in your underwear. That's fine. Whatever. Like. For example, the most recent one that I that I can recall is the movie X, which you guys haven't seen yet, but you should. It's, I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. I actually really like that movie. Yeah, that has porn scenes, but it it relays it it it's part of the plot. It's way more way more part of the plot than it is here, and I just think it goes on way too long. Then you get Daisy that walks around like a dumbass. <laughs> you, you're gonna walk around this town you've never been before barefoot. You know, I talked about the the uh, family in a quiet place having jiffy store feet, man, she does not look like she has those though. You can't be walking around out here without tough bottoms on. Come on, man. Um, I, you know what? She, she got what she deserves stepping on the glass. I'm not really quite sure why she did that though. Like, is this ever explained away what happened to Daisy or did I miss it? Like she just got up and walked away and started puking. I, I don't know. Um, no, she didn't just walk outside and puke. She fucking ran like a mile outside to go puke, by the it way. It makes no sense. Um, I, I cracked up at the weed falling out of my man's pocket here. I thought that was funny. Um, of course, this is the first guy that dies because he's an idiot and he's stoned. Uh, you're right, though. The effects on it look really bad. It looks like when they bring me a piece of toast at IHOP or Cracker Barrel or wherever I am and I put a little jam on there. Like Brian mentioned, that's kind of how that looked. Uh, wasn't very good. Uh, this is the part where I'm a little bored because the car broke down plot is really played out in horror movies. And I know I give all the Texas Chainsaw movies a pass for doing it, but uh, here I just don't think it works. How many times do we have to call out the name Jimbo? Like it became super repetitive. It was really annoying. Uh, that sounded like me watching Florida State football about five, six years ago. How many times they said his name? Only like four people listening will get that, but that's okay. Uh, this acting is just, it's hysterical. 
the acting where she discovers his body where she tries to act scared and everyone tries to act scared. It's hilarious. The guy who plays Alphonse, uh, his acting is piss poor here. I did like, I did like some of his one-liners where he talks about you faceless motherfucker. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, this, uh, last thing Alphonse and this set of scenes being a little bitch and it couldn't happen to a nicer guy seeing as in the first set of scenes we, he kind of showed that he's a piece of shit. He's a funny piece of shit, but he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, first thing. Okay. So they're shooting the, the porno here on the, on the bar counter. Where the fuck did he get that tool belt? He wasn't carrying the damn thing. They just, he just stumbled upon the tool belt in this bar. They're in the bar. They're in the bar called Voorhees. Of course he had a tool belt in there. Yeah, I guess. Um, and then, yeah, I wrote, why the hell does she run so far away to puke? And then after puking, why does she keep going further in the wrong direction? I have no sympathy for her stepping on this glass or dying because she got herself dead by walking that far. And, you know, <clears throat> walking barefoot in Mexico seems like a great idea. Anyway, um, I, I like the revelation that we get of the shadow. Like, that was pretty cool. But my God, man, the dialogue we get. Look at this shadow. There's someone out there. That's just a shadow cast by my big dick. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It was way funnier hearing you say it. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's, 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 that's something that you would say as a freshman in high school, like in the locker room. That's terrible dialogue. Um, one thing about, about first-person camera shots in movies, so when he gets, uh, what's his name, Jimbo up against the wall there and he's choking him out or whatever. I don't mind first person to, you know, you step into the shoes of El Mascarado here. I don't mind that. But a lot of movies do this when you are in first person. They feel the need to have the per the character have their arms stretched out way before they would in normal circumstances just to show you you're in first person. And it like it, it's a pet peeve of mine. Like nobody walks around like that with your arms stretched out. As you're approaching someone to choke them, you look like a damn Frankenstein. Oh, maybe that's why they did it. But um, I, I kind of disagree with you guys about the effects here. Now, overall, especially for the budget, the effects in this movie are pretty damn good, especially later in the oh, movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But here, I'll even give it a pass because we've still seen worse looking blood and effects in movies that we've covered that have three times the budget of this one. So that's why I can forgive it, I think. Well, but we see better effects in this movie doing the same exact thing. Like they, they ran all, out, man. They, they, I guess so. I guess so. All they had left was some jam. They went down to fake blood R us, and uh, the card was declined, <laughs> so they had to go to uh, the lunchbox and get the great the raspberry jam. That's fine. I understand. You know That's what the difference between jelly and jam is? Anyway, don't um, say. It. I, I like that we get the uh, the silhouette of El Mascarado in the doorway here. That was a cool shot. Like when they're looking around and they look back and all you see is his shadow in the doorway. I thought that was a really cool shot. This movie does actually have some decent still like decent shots. Yes. And so you gotta give credit where it's due. Um overall not a not a bad set of scenes. It's just some terrible fucking dialogue. I can't even say this to acting that's bad. Because I feel like if you handed uh, you know, you could hand Bradley Cooper this script and he would read it in a stupid ass way just because it's written so bad he'd be like well fuck you you want me to act this seriously no this is shadow by my big dick he would do it stupid too so it is what it is i can forgive that the cast is just horrible writing 
All right, Steve and Debbie escape out a window and run into another building where Alphonse is, but he locks them out and snorts a bunch of coke. We see El Mascarado in the shadows behind them. Steve and Debbie run away and more banging on the door. Alphonse turns around and sees El Mascarado is in the room with him. Alphonse has his throat slammed into a nail protruding from the door and is slammed into a wall. He's thrown around this church and has his mouth and teeth bashed into the wall. He spits blood everywhere and tossed around more. He tries to crawl away and makes it outside hiding behind a tombstone. El Mascarado pushes him down and we finally see his mask. He now rips Alphonse's face off as he lets out a victorious roar. Dallas looks up, but she continues working on the van. Steve and Debbie get into another building, hiding away. Steve says, we're not going to die. We're getting out of this town. He finds some boxes with confidential tapes. He plays the tapes back, and Steve says he got 50 lobotomies, and it didn't do shit. Debbie clears the spot on the window, keeping watch. They use human test subjects from this town. He tore them to shreds. His only objective is complete destruction. Do not enter Do not enter quadrilateral. That's it. He follows the rules of wrestling. We're going to retire that son of a bitch tonight. It's okay. I know how to stop him. He kicks the door in and Steve and Debbie take off. Dallas gets the van crunk up. She's fixed it. Steve says we got to take his mask off. When a wrestler's mask is removed and his face is revealed to the public, he must retire in humiliation. He's done. He's finished. They hear his grunts and take off running again. They make it into a dark room. They find a light switch and they see other people's faces on the wall with blood stains all over it. Debbie screams out in terror. She goes to run away, but she sees him approaching. Steve blocks off the door, and he realizes this room is a wrestling ring. Steve keeps picking up weapons and dropping them. Debbie cries, saying, we're going to die. Steve whips out the LT Gray mask, ready for wrestling. Come on, you fuck. He charges him, and we hear them wrestling as the doors close. The door opens, and we see Debbie crawling out slowly. El Mascarado drags her back into the room now as she screams out. He picks her up and puts her in a backbreaker. Steve is back on his feet and charges him, tackling him into the wall. El Mascarado quickly gets uh, the upper hand, stomping and kicking him. He climbs on a barrel and does, I don't know, some kind of a, some kind of elbow drop looking thing. El Mascarado now rips Debbie's face off of her as Steve watches. Dallas drives into town calling out for them, saying she fixed the van. She says, if you're not here in five minutes, I'm going to leave. She walks around the dark bar and goes outside. She walks just feet away from a deceased Daisy. She calls out for Jimbo now as she enters another building. El Mascarado picks up a pipe now, and Dallas sees him in a mirror reflection. She takes off running and hides under a bus. He pursues after her, sniffing around. He drags the pipe across the ground and walks past her. She now crawls from under the bus and hides inside of it. El Mascarado punches in the window behind her, and she crawls away to the back. He's behind her and grabs her by the hair. She stabs his hand with the van keys. She takes off running and out of the bus. She makes it into an old restaurant and hides under a cabinet. He enters the building looking for her. She thinks the coast is clear and exits her hiding spot. She sees him right behind her and screams. She kicks out some boards and runs away. She hides in a burn barrel now. She exits and makes a run for the van, but no keys. And she turns the headlights on, and he's right there in front of her. And the next little set of scenes are the ending. Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> All right, so right at the start of this, Alfonso gets his death. Definitely the best in the movie, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, he's tossed around like a rag doll, stabbed in the throat, and then American history X'd into the concrete, uh, but still crawls around and like moves very well for someone with that kind of injury, by the way. 
uh, and gets an awesome face pull off. As much shit as I talked about the other one, they must have used all the effects money on this one and not Jimbo's, but I loved it. Um, can I say, though, you know, this is where I wrote the same thing I said earlier about, and, you know, agreeing with Nico about not really getting many wrestling moves, no power bombs, nothing. Like it was very disappointing. Also, man, can we get a little, I don't know, staples or something? If this Masquerado dude is supposed to be pieced together like Frankenstein, I mean, they didn't even try to, like, draw any, like, sewing threads or anything on the dude. He's flawless. Um, I also laughed my ass off because in the box, I don't know why I thought this was so funny, but in the box Steve finds labeled El Masquerado, he finds multiple videos also labeled El Mascarado and then puts it on the projector and is super surprised to find out the stuff is about El Mascarado. He's like, this is about El Mascarado? I don't know. I died, man. I laughed. Um, now, this chase scene with Debbie and Steve is pretty bad. Like, I gave Jeremy Radin his props you know, for his acting at the start, but yeah, here's pretty damn bad. And uh, come on, I expected to see this big standoff fight with Steve and El Mascarado and we hardly get shit. Like, we get kind of a cop-out where it doesn't show us anything, but this long hallway, and then it lets us listen. I mean, I guess we're, I don't know, we must be completely out of money at this point. And I'm not real sure why Debbie decides to crawl down the hallway and not run, but okay. Um, hey, at least she got a backbreaker, so there's some wrestling moves. We did at least get a tad bit, a tad bit with Steve. And like the the splash from the top ropes. So was it enough? No. Was it something? Yes. Well, see, um, I, I fantasy booked that match in my mind. When we're locked outside, you don't even know, man. We saw Hurricane Ranas. We saw a, a fucking frog <laughs> smash. Oh, yeah. Sweet chin music. We saw a tombstone <laughs> pile driver. For God's sake. Hey, Brian. You said you couldn't believe Val Venus wasn't in this movie, buddy. His finisher was the money shot. Was right there. That's true. That's Atta it. Boy. You're, right. Boy, Val. You're right. You're right. Gold Dust, and man, his his defense deserved to be in the movie too. So they're both. Uh, um, last thing I have to say about the set of scenes is there was way too many shots of Dallas hiding out in the bus before anything actually happened to Dallas, and like she, you know, him busting through the window, uh, her screaming, and then just moving to another part of the bus and continuing to hide was was questionable decision there as well. Um, now with that said, that shot through the dirty window of her hiding in the bus. Uh, even though it was too long, I thought looked very good. I liked that a lot. Just kind of end on a positive note there. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, Alphonse's skill is hilarious. It's creative in a way. The whole uh, op- or the whole you know door opener thing to the neck I thought was pretty creative. But it's really funny because I just don't think it's well acted. Um, this mask isn't a bad mask for a slasher villain. Like I think this is kind of fun how that how that how that works out so i'm not gonna lie when i first saw the boxes of tapes i was like this motherfucker el mascarado gets mail who's mailing this motherfucker but then i realized it's tapes so makes sense um (laughs) i i actually really like this idea of him being kind of like a human test subject and everything and i feel like if you could have fleshed that out a little more with a better tighter script and more money uh, yeah okay i could see it uh, my favorite line is we're going to retire this motherfucker. See, this guy didn't know shit about wrestling because you ain't ever going to retire a wrestler. Ric Flair just wrestled a fucking match. Old ass. He about died three times. So, you know, you're never going to rat. No wrestler ever really retires, brother. That's how I that know. works. Uh, Crispin was retired. There's one. <laughs> well, we only got to get one more. You know, we were trying. 
<laughs> we were trying. We were trying to keep the Benoit references. I set the over under at one and a half, but we do have a murderous wrestler here, so there's got to be one more somewhere. Um, that's why I took the over. I probably should set it at two and a half, honestly. Uh, this makeshift ring is hilarious because it reminds me of the rings me and my friends used to make back in the day with our trampolines, when you have poles and barrels yeah. and the ropes are going around. And yeah. I had a back, a me and a buddy who you guys met at the at the wedding, Gary, had a uh, backyard federation called XIW. And I was, look, you're talking to a former XIW world champion, by God. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who booked this show? <laughs> hey, brother, I booked this shit. <laughs> hey, we all had the belt once. We had like 10 of us, man. We all had the belt at some point until I until I went into business for myself and actually beat someone because I didn't want him to be champion because he's an asshole. Anyway, but I did hate that we get this match behind the door. Like, I know you fantasy booked it, Dustin, and that's great, but I, I wanted to see the match. I mean, that's what this whole movie's been building to. Yeah. I mean, that was a – man, that sounded like Vince McMahon booked that match. That's terrible. Um. He did use a backbreaker, but he also took it into an abdominal stretch on the knee there. So that was really nice execution by Ray Mysterio Sr. Uh, I talked about the uh, Val Venus money shot. Okay, so we did have a Val Venus reference, even though that probably wasn't on purpose. Um, the last two phases that get ripped off really aren't that bad compared to the first one we get. I think it kind of works okay. Um, yeah, no, I think they're good. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, uh, uh, man, the... Everything with this bus in, in Dallas just runs a little little long for me. Really hard to keep my attention. Um, there's a scene where she's hiding under the, I, I don't know what that is, inside the bar or whatever, where her legs are spread like she's a, a orangutan or something. Like, like why are your legs spread so wide? It's like a praying mantis. I didn't quite get that one. Um, I will say, she isn't a horrible final girl as far as the chasing scenes part. Now, where she's hiding on the bus and stuff, I think it just goes on a little too long. But uh, that's all I had. At this point, I am ready to see the end of this movie. Uh, very much so. Okay. Um, so, first of all, what kind of an asshole? Like, why, why lock them out? What's the point other than just to be an asshole? Because when you get over there and you, and you lock yourself in this building, you think that El Mascarado is just going to kill them and be content? He's just going to leave you alone because his quen- his uh, thirst for blood is quenched. No, dickhead. Like, you might as well just try to save your friends. And then who does coke like that? I know it was given to him as a gift, but damn, that's wasteful. That's some, that's an expensive, he just, or expensive waste. He just picked up a handful, rubbed it on his nose. Fuck out of here. Um, <clears throat> Alfonso got the shit beat out of him. That was brutal. I, he got ragdolled, threw him all over the damn church, threw him through a pew. That was awesome. Um, I like the nail or the the door lock piece going through his throat. Then his teeth get smashed in, like you mentioned, Brian. Uh, almost American History X style. He didn't get curb stomped, but still, man, that's rough. Um, I think we get some great effects here with the face coming off, and then the after effect of what it looked like when his face was off, especially for the budget. I thought that was great. Um, the whole secret file subplot, though, it just it's unnecessary filler. We don't need that. First of all, like you said, Brian, he seems surprised that those files were about El Mascarado, even though they're all labeled that way. That's so funny. I and, don't know why. <laughs> and uh, quadrilateral, I mean, who? obviously, that means four-sided something. So he has this big revelation later. Like, oh, my God, it's a ring. 
Well, yeah, no shit. And it says, don't enter the ring. Uh, that it really and it, it really pissed me off. But that whole subplot and the whole Frankenstein shit from earlier, like you just don't need that. Just have him be a crazy luchador that kills people. That's good enough. And how this girl got the van running with no tools in the dark with a puny ass flashlight without addressing whatever hit the undercarriage. Like they ran over a big ass rock and started smashing the undercarriage. That's why the van was fucked up. She was working under the hood the entire time up top. How she fixed that van is beyond me, but hey, more power to her. Um, then, Jesus, man, she screams really loud when she sees the face is stapled to the wall or whatever. Just screams at the top of her lungs and then opens the door when they're trying to hide. Yeah, that's that's really smart. Brilliant. Dumbass. Um, him putting the luchador mask on really made me laugh. Like That was the best laugh <laughs> I got in like, this movie. Dustin, you just sounded like Red Foreman just then. When you were like, <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, um, I meant it. Shout out to Red Foreman. Um, yeah, him putting the luchador mask on, that that was fucking hilarious. That was the biggest laugh I got because, number one, I thought it was funny that he just happened to have a luchador mask in his back pocket. But then him putting it on was just chef's kiss. Um, I think we get more great-looking makeup and effects as he removes Debbie's face. I I can't put that over enough. I think it looks great. We've seen so yes. much worse in high budget yeah. movies. Um, and then I'll agree that the scene with Dallas running and trying to escape and hide drags on, but I'm okay with it except for one thing. When she climbed under that counter, why in the fuck did she have her legs like that? Are you? There's like <laughs> ten different ways that she could have fit underneath that counter. But she just happened to choose the one where she's got her legs spread wide open, grabbing her ankles. Like, come on. The director <laughs> is a asshole pervert for that. Like, he's like, no, no, no. Get under there like this. Like, that's so, that's, I, I was like, I was, I was at a loss. Because then after she sits there like that for a minute, she repositions and is still completely under the desk. So it's like, oh, man. Anyway, um. I don't think this is a bad set of scenes at all. Like I, I think that the movie is getting stronger as we're going on, to be honest with you, because like I said, I'm not getting bored with it and I know we're nearing the end because I know it's a short movie. So it's not bad. All right. Here's the ending. Her shorts get hung up on the door and they rip off as she enters another building. And we see Debbie with no face. She goes into the ring room and she sees all the faces on the wall. She's grabbed by the leg from behind and falls into a pool of blood. It's Steve, who is faceless now, and he tells her to remove his mask. She hides behind the door with a board with nails sticking out. She hits him with it in the back of the neck area. He drops the pipe, and she grabs it and pierces his stomach area, and he falls backwards on it. Hasta la vista, you fuck. She goes to grab his mask, but he grabs a hold of her. She grabs the keys and takes off running instead of removing the mask. He pulls on the pipe to remove it from his core, from his core area in agony. Dallas makes it out and collapses on the floor crying. A gust of wind opens the door and she sees the van. She heads for the doors, but they suddenly close on her. Back to the opening shot where the doors fling open and she runs out screaming with blood all over her face. She stops suddenly as she realizes she's been hit with the pipe through her core area. She falls to her knees and it cuts to black. We see El Masquerado driving the van now on the dusty road. And the end credits roll as the film shows each character with their real name. Right, Brian, what do you think about that ending? Did you say huh? Dusty Road in, on purpose? I see you, wrestling fan. Well, that, that was actually dream, just coin, 
Just a quinky dink, but <laughs> yeah, Mac and Dream. You can never say their Mac and Dream's name on accident, baby. <laughs> uh, okay, He's second so... most recognizable athlete in the world behind Muhammad Ali. Behind Muhammad Ali. Go ahead. Sorry, Brian. Oh, whew. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah, the ending. Um, okay, so Dallas's pants getting ripped off, I thought was hilarious. It kind of reminded me a lot of was it Carmen Electra and Scary Movie where she kept like getting her clothes ripped off and like running through yeah. the the yard with the sprinklers and shit. Um, and I thought I, I, I you guys talked about it in the last set of scenes. I only had it here about the uh, having the legs spread in that. It was like a recreation of the raptor scene in Jurassic Park where they're like in the kitchen, except like she's, you know, got her legs spread under the in a, a cabinet. Crazy. Um, Asta la vista, you fuck. Uh, I think that was actually the original line for the Terminator, too. Um, the whole ending, though, just kind of it drug on for me. I mean, I know that's the opposite of what Dustin just said for him. But for me, I was ready to be like, OK, come on. Um, and it was kind of anticlimactic because like the longest time, you know, when it was showing Dallas's face at the end, I was like, what the hell even just happened? Like what's, what's going on? And it took like forever for it to show that, you know, she got, I don't know. It was made no sound. It was like a ninja stealth bar thrown through her. So the Ninja Turtles would be happy about that. But, um, you know, I'm glad to see another murderer that drives and listen to music though. I mean, we need more of those in the genre. I don't feel like we have enough hmm. mass murderers that drive a car. Hmm. Uh, you know, I'm just going to go ahead. The last thing I put in my notes is, lastly, him knowing how to drive makes about as much sense as Michael Myers knowing how to drive, so <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> we need more driving. I'm not going to lie. You say what you want. That scene's one of the best in the movie. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's fantastic to watch El Mascarado drive a car. I, th I, th I thought it was funny as shit. Um, I'll be honest. I don't have a whole lot on this set of scenes, uh, because I was kind of glad the movie was over. Um, I, I don't quite understand why her pants got ripped off other than, you know, obvious sex appeal. That's what I took from it. Um, this score that kicks in here at the end of the chase, is like a rage against the machine, like, like power heavy metal thing. It, it kind of works for me. I enjoy it. Um, Removing this man's mask is shown to be difficult. That's my favorite thing about Steve. The whole movie, he just shouts it from the heavens to remove his mask. Motherfucker, if it were so easy, somebody would have done it already. So, you know, whatever. Um, the two-by-four with nails that Dallas has is straight out of ECW, baby. Uh, ECW, for sure. Uh, uh, also, La Vista, you fuck, is awesome. Love that line. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, my thing is, this is another dumb horror movie decision where somebody leaves knowing damn well the villain isn't dead. Uh, so stupid. And, and when she uh, was screaming, running out of the bar, my or you know wherever she was running out of, I, I said to myself, oh, look, there's that annoying-ass scream, <laughs> scream from the beginning, uh, which just pissed me off all over again. Uh, but I got right back into being happy because watching El Mascarado drive was hilarious. Uh, it doesn't make any sense, just like Michael Myers doesn't, but... For some reason, I just, I thought it was funny. That's all I had. All right. So, first of all, Dallas climbs into a barrel of water. So, she's soaking wet in her white tank top. <laughs> and yell. then, her shorts are immediately ripped off. I had to look because this is a wrestling movie. 
And I had to double check the credits to see if Kevin Dunn produced this movie. Kevin Dunn is a longtime WWE, WWF producer, and he's known for directing the cameras to get close-ups of underneath the girls' skirts and stuff when they're up on the ring apron. He's a fucking pervert. And so I had to double-check. I was like, maybe, maybe Kevin Dunn was involved. He wasn't. But um, why the hell did Steve grab her like that? Like, she comes in the room, and he just grabs her ankle and trips her up. It's like, God, man, I get it. You're in a lot of pain. You're missing part of your face or all of it. Um, that sucks, but don't trip her up. And then how the hell is he alive? He definitely would have bled out by now. Um, but, man... She is a dumbass just standing there watching him struggle with that board in in his back with the nails. Go get the fuck out. And then, you know, it's a disappointing way uh, to for to go if he's been wreaking havoc this whole movie. And then he just gets taken out like that by her now because she could have gotten away. And so you're telling me that he's been locked in this village for how many years killing people? And this girl who doubles as a mechanic shoves a pipe through his gut and has a chance to get away. That's disappointing. But why the fuck would she... She knows, like, she didn't see him die. She went to grab his mask. He's alive, very much alive. I thought it was funny that the van key was still stuck in his hand. That was kind of funny. But um, why the hell would you just stop running and then sit down and cry for a second? Go! Dumbass. Um, Now... I do like that we get the call back to the beginning of the movie. Um, you know, we the, we open with her running out and screaming and everything. I like that we get the call back because in the beginning, the way that that's presented makes it look like she gets away, maybe. And then here we see, oh, she doesn't. And I actually like that they all die. We, you know, it's they could have easily given us the final girl. She lives and escapes to tell the tale. I actually like that they all they all die. Um, but she ran an awful long ways and screamed awfully loud and had a lot of energy considering there was a fucking pipe through her. But, um, you know, and then the last thing is I, well, I already said it, but I, I like that we get a scene of him driving away. It was cool. It was pretty funny. Like he's still got his mask on. He's just trucking on down the road to find a new town to haunt. So, uh, is uh, it's the song that makes it hilarious. Yeah, the song is so fun. It's an okay ending. Um, pretty kind of disappointing, but then again, that's only it's only it can only be disappointing if you had high hopes to begin with. So it is what it is. <laughs> All right, let's jump over to uh, social media comments and questions. Um, we'll kick off with Facebook. Uh, Missy Hutchinson Wall, legendary blood donor, she commented. What the hell is this with a laughing emoji? <laughs> uh, I'll jump over to Instagram now. Whorehead Heather 85 uh, blood donor as well. Big shout out to her. She's a super nice lady. Uh, she says, never heard of this, but I'm intrigued. She's a big wrestling fan, so Heather, check this movie out. You'll have fun with it, I think. Uh, 13 Leon 7 commented, what is this with the laughing emoji? And I just replied back to him, you have to see it to believe it. Yeah, then that's true. One more time. I just watched the trailer. You guys are going to have to talk us through the rationale that led you to watch this. And if there's no over-the-top monologue, it's got to have points deducted. It's got some interesting dialogue in it. <laughs> well, and, you know, what led me to watch it, I, I explained it. I bought this movie on DVD. I've owned it since 2006 and have no reason to ever watch it again. So I was like, what the hell? Let's do it. Well, let's get uh, it, dude. 
I would like uh, to speak for uh, me and Nico saying Dustin is the one that led me to watch this movie. Yes. Yes. And tons of fun comics commented. I have not heard of this one. Now I must watch. Check it out. I would I would recommend it, at least for one watch. Uh, let's jump over to Twitter. Sean Irwin commented, of course it's wrestling themed. Only thing more fitting would be FSU themed. Uh, just stay tuned for the lateral for uh, any FSU horror-related comedy. That content. is oh, true. Nice. And then also, go. FSU Fair football has been a horror movie for the last few seasons. So That was unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. Since I'm, 2017, it's been a repeating I'm, horror film. I'm just trying to plug my guy's show. So hey, if yeah. you're a college football fan, check out Dustin and Mike on the lateral. Uh, we'll link you if you want that. Uh, and let's just, last few comments on Twitter. Uh, Mike Settle Jr. quoted the, the announcement tweet. I hate Dustin sometimes. And then Dustin himself, and then Dustin himself quoted it. This movie sucks. Glad I picked it. Them damn Russian hackers, they got me. I just thought that was funny. Uh, Let's jump into fun facts. Uh, I don't think me and Brian have any. Dustin, you want to go with your fun facts? Yeah, I got one, and it's just the working title for this movie. I found online that the working title for this movie was the Mexican Porn Massacre. I, I like, would have liked that better. I, like I would have liked that better. I actually think that works better. Yeah, I actually sure. have retitled this movie myself, WrestleMania ass. <laughs> so, like WrestleMania ass. That's fantastic. I like it. Uh, man, I could not find a gross for this movie to save my life. So if somebody else did, that's fine. I don't think it made very much money at all. Um, it had an eight hundred fifty thousand dollar budget, though. Something tells me it didn't make that back. So yeah, I can't imagine. But they got ten dollars from me though, because I bought it at Walmart. Well, then that's the gross. Because you, hey, then that's the gross, Dustin. Because you're the yeah. motherfucker yeah. that's bought. This Actually, movie. I don't remember. I think <laughs> for some reason, I think this movie was fourteen ninety six, brand new. Oof, man, that's rough, and buddy. So that's money well spent. That was 2006, though, so that makes sense because movies are more expensive. Yeah, exactly, because you didn't have all the streaming services. Now, I do have one thing before we get into the kills uh, and ratings and everything. If anyone is listening to this and has heard of this movie beforehand, tweet us and let us know or comment on Facebook or Instagram and let us know because I haven't seen a single or heard a single comment or met anyone or talked to anyone ever in my life. We're like, yeah, I've seen that or yeah, I've heard of that. So am I literally the only person ever outside of Rey Mysterio Sr. that knows about this fucking movie? I had heard about it, but I had never seen it until we watched it for this show. Okay. Bloodbath and Beyond, they had a review on it from about seven years ago. I okay, watched I it need to go. I need ago. to go watch that. I enjoyed uh, talking to Jay when we had him on. Yeah, he was cool. All right, um, let's jump into our favorite kill, least favorite kill in the rating. Uh, who wants to kick us off tonight? Dustin, you want to go first or last? Your yeah, birthday I'll go pick. ahead and go first, get it out of the way. Set the bar incredibly low. Um, as far as <laughs> hell yeah, as far as the kills, uh, my favorite kill was Alphonse because there was some brutal fucking violence there leading up to the kill. He got ragdolled everywhere, and then he was such a douchebag character that I was just happy to see him die. Uh, so that was my favorite kill. Least favorite was Daisy because number one, she just wandered off from the group for no fucking reason, and we didn't see it like at least with the rest of them, we got to see a hand grabbing him or them getting fucked up or, you know, the after effects. One thing we got from Daisy is, okay, she's missing. And then we see her body laying in the dirt in the shadows. But anyway, the movie itself is, um, it's a very quick watch, an hour and 15 minutes. So it's not one of those, like I would, I would dread watching it again if I had to, or if I wanted to show it to someone. Um, 
I liked it better the second and third time watching it compared to the first time I watched it in 2006, for sure. I think it's because I was so pissed off that I spent money on it at the time as an 18-year-old who, you know, 18-year-old, I'm working part-time, $15 on a fucking movie. That was a lot of money to me. So I was mad. But uh, rewatching all these years later, it's I don't I don't hate it. It's not good, but I don't hate it. So all things considered, I would recommend it to watch one time at least. And I gave it a three. Oh, okay. Right. I'll go next. Favorite kill. Uh, we both had the same kill as Dustin. I just wrote favorite kill is Alphonse. And I wrote literally almost the same thing. Dude was such a tool and he deserved a good death. I do think he lived a little too long though, because I feel like that that little ne- uh, nail to the neck would have. I think he would have bled out pretty quick. Uh, worst kill, Daisy. The lead up, I just didn't like it, and her death was off screen. I just I hated that whole scene honestly. And then I just wrote a little summary. Really didn't know how to rate this. It's obviously not a good or well made movie, but it's not completely terrible to me either in a watching experience way. My positives are it just kept my attention throughout and kept me engaged. Uh, my negatives are the obvious things you'd expect in a B-horror movie, not the best acting or cinematography, some cringy dialogue. Uh, my biggest issue, like we've already said, is the lack of wrestling in it. You know, I want to see uh, more wrestling moves and not face ripoffs. Uh, and I just ended it. It's not good, but I'd rewatch it again like we were all hanging out, and I could definitely see how it's a guilty pleasure flick. And Dustin, I actually gave it a 3 out of 10 as well. Nice. I'll go ahead and go. Mike, you can you can pull up the end there. Um everyone do it, man. Short and quick. Um my favorite said. kill. God damn it. <laughs> Wait, which part? The however you want to do it, man, or or short and Don't quick. Don't worry about it, Mike. <laughs> Mind your business. Mind your own business, Mike. Anyway, so uh my favorite kill is Alfonso as well. But my least favorite kill was actually Jimbo because it was off screen. And I know Daisy's was too, but at least Daisy's after effects on her face looked good. Obviously, we've talked about it throughout. Jimbo's looks terrible. Plus, he got his face ripped off and then just like went and sat down in the corner. So it was it was weird the way his body was. <laughs> Honestly, you know um, what that reminded me of? It reminded me of the Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch. When, Blair Witch. you know, they walk in the cabin and they're in the corner. Yep. And yeah. It was, it was bizarre. Yeah. It was bizarre. Speaking um, of terrible I, movies. Oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, watch sorry. your goddamn mouth. Editing that right, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Attaboy, Dustin. Um, anyway, so we've talked about this all throughout. I actually gave this movie a 2.75. Okay. Yeah, so my favorite kill is Alphonse. I think it's hilarious, uh, and I was glad to see him die. My least favorite is... is Stony McStonerhead, whose name is I don't know. Jimbo. I guess it's, Jimbo. I guess it's Jimbo. I know, but I still didn't write, like it. Just didn't click in my brain that that, that this guy had a name because he was LeBron kind James. of useless. LeBron James. Um, John James. Yeah, that was. Yeah, well, you know, that was my least favorite kill because I think it was the worst looking face ripoff for sure. Um, all in all, look, man, has charm, funny in parts for an hour and fifteen minutes. Sometimes it feels longer. So that's not a good thing. Um, but again, I, I think there's some bones to a good little horror movie here. I just don't think they executed it as well as maybe someone else could have. Maybe with a higher budget and and some better acting. All in all, I gave this movie a 2.75. Okay. So that gives our composite a 2.875. And um, IMDb has it at 
a 4.4, but only 1,300 people have rated it. So, <laughs> Wait hey, we're way better That's than the that. Lowest. That's now. the lowest so far, I think, isn't it? I, I think so. Well, no, you mean rubber, as far rubber was uh, almost negative. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I meant, I meant as many people. Oh, that oh, like, oh, oh I was like, well, I, well, I give thanks killing a negative score. No, 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 no. Thirteen hundred, like as the most, as the least amount that I've seen yeah. people vote on IMDb. Yeah, I knew. In, in hindsight, I would re-give Thanksgiving a flat one because my negative score was caught me in a bad mood and I had to watch that movie again. But gobble gobble, motherfuckers! At least hilarious. Yeah, I'd rather so, yeah. work Mike, out. Mike, I'd... I was thinking the same thing retroactively. I would rate Thanks Killing higher too because I watched it like one or two more times after we reviewed it, and that movie's fucking hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> but it did, see, that's my thing. It doesn't work as a horror movie, but it works as a pretty fun little comedy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, guys, any final thoughts? Write a shout out to the blood donors when we get out of here. Oh, shout them out! And don't All forget, right. become a blood donor because we're sending gifts out. In the next couple of weeks. Big facts. All right. Uh, big shout out to our blood donors. Our camper level reoccurring are Clayton J, Nina, Michelle Mirza, Andrew Ferguson, Carrie Adams, the Horror Movie Crew Podcast, Alex Seligson, Eric Doolittle, Sean Irwin, and Adrian Aiello. Our camp council reoccurring blood donors are Hunter Nelson, Dennis Kennedy, Edwin Hernandez Gunn, Joe Swinford, Jennifer Davis from the Too Close to Home Podcast, Heather Smith, and Kylie Denise, all the way from Australia. Uh, legendary blood donor we have film reviews to do for are Michael Azelson and final guide donors are Christian Cunningham and Matt Sears. Uh, really appreciate all of y'all's financial contributions. It really means a lot to us. Uh, WrestleManiac was a fun review. Um, really had a good time chatting with the fellas. Uh, any final thoughts before we just get out of here? No, I'm good, fellas. Thanks for listening. Nope. Happy birthday, Dustin. Appreciate Happy it. birthday. You can uh you can donate on my, my Twitter at DM Frank underscore has a <laughs> button up top that you can actually give me money through Twitter via Cash App or Venmo. So go now ahead and do know that. How, okay, you're gonna make a rich person more rich, but go ahead. No, I'm not giving it to you. Oh, I'm talking about you, son. You <laughs> oh, geez. Well just wanna remind everybody. Oh.